five, four, three, two, one. The Daily Tap is live for Thursday. We're going to talk about why we care so much about Aaron Rodgers' love life. We're going to talk about the Bucks sixers matchup that is tonight. We'll look at that as a preview, but also why you should kind of take it for a grain of salt. We're also going to discuss Marquette and their win against Georgetown. Why you should have conflicted feelings maybe about that. And we'll do little golden kegs to wrap us out for this Thursday. If you're like, Charlie, why didn't you do this podcast with Mitch? Mitch needed the week off. He's had kind of a rough week. So for those who, uh, you know, little show of support, maybe tweet at Mitch. Maybe if you have his phone number, text him. Let him know everything's all right. He's doing fine. Just, you know, some car shit. And that can wear somebody down. That can burn you out. I can sense it from talking to him uh, through text. I was like, you know what? We don't have to do this this week. It's fine, man. So I said, all right, let's do it. No big deal. And Mitch, and that's why you have me for today. You'll have me tomorrow. And you'll have me all week. And then next week, Mitch and I will get on the horn and tape uh, when there's the All-Star break. And there will be doldrums in sports for the first time, really, in a long time. But let's talk about Aaron Rodgers and his love life with the news that him and Shailene Woodley have broken up. So my open was, why do we care, right? Why do we all act like school children and that have gossip to tell when somebody breaks up in a relationship, most notably the quarterback of the Green Bay Packers? You also are probably like, Charlie, why are you leading off with this topic? Well, truth be told, there's not a lot going on. It's, it's middle of February, right? This is not a awesome time for sports. We've done a lot of Bucks topics here in the last week or so after kind of going on an Aaron Rodgers detox because all we were doing was talking about Aaron Rodgers. And of course, I did this on social media today. I'd be a fool not to have covered the Aaron Rodgers Shailene breakup on Instagram and TikTok, tapping the keg sports on both. Like, of course, I'm going to cover that. But at the same time, I started to think through, like, why do we care? Like, I was thinking about, should I talk about this this in general, just at, like, some point in this podcast? And then I also was like, you know what? Maybe this is a full topic of, like, why do we care about Aaron Rodgers so much here locally? Now, I realize he's the quarterback of the Green Bay Packers. It is the most popular job in the state of Wisconsin, no matter what the Bucks do. And, like, I love Giannis. I... I Giannis is a fucking king, and I do think he would be a. He is a bigger. He might already be a bigger star than Rodgers is in the city of Milwaukee. But Aaron Rodgers will always be the king of the of Wisconsin in the state, and any Packer quarterback going forward, whether that's Jordan Love, whether that's somebody else, they will always reign supreme as long as they're good. It has been a while since a quarterback for the Green Bay Packers has been an afterthought. The 1980s was the last time where the Packers were really a second fiddle. And then it was Robin Yount and Paul Molitor that I think were the kings of Milwaukee. It would take a really seismic shift for Giannis to basically take over that role. So because of this, everybody cares about what Aaron Rodgers is doing. and Everybody is up Aaron Rodgers' ass. 
So when Aaron Rodgers and Shailene Woodley break up, everybody has content about it. It is drink responsibly. It is the local news. It's tapping the gag. Like we're all talking about. We all want to get our skin. We all want to make sure that we are covering this story like it's fucking Watergate. Okay. But it it really shouldn't be this way. And I don't know, maybe it's because Rogers dates celebrities, right? Like maybe it's that we have the fascination of the celebrity couple. And when celebrity couples break up, it's a big deal. Like look at all that's going on with Kanye West, Pete Davidson, and Kim Kardashian. Like that is a story in the celebrity gossip world that is not really ending, right? I mean... This also was a story that was out back in like mid-December. Like Dumois, who I don't know if you guys know this, probably not if you don't have a wife or a significant other. Dumois is this like gossip mill Instagram account. She's anonymous. She just gets tips. She has these long ass Instagram stories where it's just a bunch of rumors and they're just spilling the fucking tea. And that's all it is, okay? And Dumois had this in middle of December, that Aaron Rodgers and Shailen Woodley were broken up. So this, I mean, this could have been for a long time that this has happened and Rodgers waited till the end of the season because he didn't want to be a distraction to anything. Because of course people are going to talk. Of course people are going to make the jokes about, oh yeah, Aaron Rodgers still only has one ring. Which, by the way, like, come on, can we get a little bit better material? Like, a little bit better Everybody had the same fucking joke. It was incredible how dumb the internet is sometimes. And I, I'm not even saying that as defense of my boy. I just, I it's like, can we have one original thought? Can someone else come up with something clever? Like something else. Like something else has to be there that you could use, right? Like... Aaron Rodgers, you know, the Super Bowl isn't the only thing that Aaron Rodgers gets cold feet at or something along those lines. I mean, come on. There, there, there can be better stuff than just the one ring bullshit. But that's here nor there. And I'm not I'm not trying to even defend Aaron Rodgers. I just, it's it's annoying. And so, the, so back to our point about, like, why we care. Why does this matter? And... I think it just comes down to the people he dates, right? Like, I think if Aaron Rodgers was dating a normal Midwestern gal or even a California girl who's more like a Wisconsin 8 or Wisconsin 9, I think nobody really gives a fuck. I think nobody really cares. But because these are prominent celebrities, I think people like to talk more. I think... Danica Patrick was the only one that maybe didn't have as much of an impact when the relationship ended. But like Shailene Woodley is a big fucking deal in the acting world. Like she was in Big Little Lies. She was in the Divergent series. Like Shailene Woodley has a following. She also was in The Spectacular Now and is still friends with Miles Teller and Rogers and him became bros. Like so to me, like she's a big deal. Olivia Munn, was a big deal. I mean, she got knocked up by John Mulaney now. And so that's now Aaron Rodgers' Eskimo boat, bro, which is fine. These aren't small town, you know, indie actresses. I'm trying to think of a good example. It's not like Florence Pugh, right? She's pretty well known. You get my point. This isn't necessarily some no name, all right? And so I think in a way, Aaron Rodgers brings it on himself. 
So yeah, it's Aaron Rodgers' fault that we care so much about his relationship. He dates high-profile women, and because of that, we have to consider it and we have to start looking at it closer because they're going to be not only in the sports news, they're going to be on People and they're going to be in Us Weekly and they're going to be in OK Magazine. Like All these gossip, ma- gossip magazines are going to have them featured. Chicks in the Office for Barstool is going to do something on Aaron Rodgers and Shailene Woodley because he is dating a celebrity. So Aaron Rodgers has no one to kind of blame but himself. I'm not saying Aaron Rodgers is bemoaning the attention. He knows it comes with the territory. Trust me. But what I am saying is the reason we care is not just Aaron Rodgers. It's because he's dating celebrities. So I I think it's twofold. So I, I don't necessarily believe it's only the quarterback and the Packers and everything like that because we get wrapped up in sports relationships when high profile women are attached or high profile men are attached. The best example I have is Aaron is Alex Rodriguez. I almost said Aaron Rodgers. Alex Rodriguez is the best example of this. Like to me, Aaron Rodgers and A-Rod are very similar birds, right? We knew everything about A-Rod's relationships after he divorced his wife, who was, again, a mid not a Midwestern, but she was, I think, like a, a high school sweetheart, maybe a college sweetheart in Miami, something like that. And then he divorced her midway through, I think, his time with the Mariners. I can't remember the timeline, but he dated people like Tori Wilson. Jeter's another one who got out there a lot, right? Jeter was another name where it was like we cared about things that he did. Um, Trying to think of other examples here that are, you know, guys who dated multiple celebrities there. I mean, Tristan Thompson for all the wrong reasons, right? Tristan Thompson's another guy who's been out there in the media where they talk about the different celebrity girlfriends and wives that he had. I mean, Tristan is a lot worse and he's looking like he's going to become the next Sean Kemp with the way that he impregnates women. But you get my point. There are always been guys like this. It hasn't just been just Aaron Rodgers and there will be guys after, right? Right now, none of the quarterbacks really date anybody famous. Like they all kind of date women from either their hometowns or they met in Buffalo. Like I think it's really funny that like Josh Allen dates basically a Guidette. Like I mean, she has enough tanner to supply all of Florida. Uh, I mean, she's hot as fuck. Like I whatever. I good for him. But I'm just saying, like a lot of tanner going on there. But like you do not have. Joe Burrow dating Sydney Sweeney right now. Like, I mean, which would explode the internet. Which would be, like, the internet would go fucking nuts if Joe Burrow was dating Sydney Sweeney. All right? Like, that would be an all-time thing. But because he's dating, uh, I think her name's Olivia, right? And it's like a college girlfriend, I think. No one cares. She, whatever. And she's a good-looking gal. Like, she's... Nothing wrong with her, but she's not Sydney Sweeney, like, right? So I, I think you have to take all of this with like a scope of it's the it's on the other end too. And so because you combine their superpowers, so many more fucking people care. I remember I told somebody at work today that they broke up and she was shocked, right? She's a sports fan, but still, like, oh, I'm usually up on the god, like. It, it is a bigger deal 
than what you would see in a normal relationship. So Aaron Rodgers now, to kind of pivot a little bit, Aaron Rodgers is coming back. I said this on both the Instagram and TikTok thing that I did today. Aaron Rodgers is coming back. All right? This is a lock of all locks. I am guaranteeing it. I know there are Packer media, Packer blog boys like myself who want Aaron Rodgers to leave. I don't really understand that. I think there is a penchant to be different, a penchant to understand, well, this is how the Packers have always done it. I would make the argument, and I think this is a podcast for another time, so I'll, I'll holster this, but I think there has to be this realization that sports are changing, the Packers are changing, we can't just keep doing the same thing over and over again because it has not resulted in Super Bowls. So we have to try to do some different shit, okay? And there's nothing that tells you that Aaron Rodgers is becoming Drew Brees or Ben Roethlisberger next year. Like, I won a fucking MVP last season. So there's that part. But I do think Rodgers is coming back because Shailene didn't want to live in Green Bay again. And she said she felt neglected because of football. Surprised that a theater girl who doesn't like football, doesn't understand football, doesn't get how much work goes into being an athlete. And that caused friction between the two. Now I'm speculating, but I, that, I get it, right? It's like basically getting nagged all the time about your profession and be like, well, why do you have to do this? And who knows? Maybe Rogers and her, when they were spending their first few nights together and you know he's beating cheeks, doing everything... That's a uh, beating cheeks reference there for those who are keeping track. We haven't brought one in recently, so I feel like I was okay to do it there. He's probably telling her, like, look, I'm, I got one year left of me. I'm going to retire. If I don't retire, I'll go to Denver. That's kind of where you live. We can be happy. This whole thing. I guarantee you that Aaron Rodgers might have deceived her a little bit. Maybe deceives a strong word. But he might have told her a couple white lies. And then Aaron Rodgers wins MVP, and she's like, "She's like, oh, you're gonna. When are you gonna announce your retirement? Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. I like. I still. I still got it. I still got it, babe. Like, what? What's wrong with one more year? One more year in Green Bay. We'll do this again. It'll be fine. I'll, I'll show you around. I'll get you some compost set up. I'll let you eat your clay. Like the whole fucking thing." And she's like, nah, I don't want to do that. What about, what about Denver? Why, why Denver? Well, see, the thing about Denver is Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes, I don't want to deal with that. I, I got fucking Kirk Cousins and Jared Goff in my division. Who who are these people? I, I personally think like Aaron Rodgers probably lied a little bit. And he probably told her the things she wanted to hear. And that's probably where it all fell apart. We all have had friends who've done this. I've never done this. I haven't been in enough relationships, mostly because I was fat. But that's here nor there. (laughs) But, like, and I had no confidence. It's whatever. It's fine. It's life. Um, But seriously, we've we've always had those friends, right? Where it's like, and, and you don't necessarily hear it from those friends. You hear it from the girl. You hear it from the girl's friend who's like, wow, he's a fucking liar. Yada, yada. It's like. No, sometimes it's just easier to tell the women that you want to either be with, sleep with, whatever. You want you tell them what they want to hear. Look, I lied to my wife early on. I was working part-time at a radio station. 
and I knew just who she was, like how I was sensing her personality. At real, actually, no, I take that back. I did this with most women I was talking to at that time. I did not tell them I was working part-time. I was like, oh, I'm full-time at the radio station. And then we like exchange snaps and stuff like that. Like, oh, that's weird. You're home like middle of the day. And it's like, oh, yeah, I had a show last night. You know, our hours are all weird. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I'm sorry. It's like things you do. You're, you're probably be like, wow, you're a piece of shit. It's like, no, that's, that's what you do. So like I recognize Aaron Rodgers and all of a sudden I've done like 16 minutes on this. I did not plan for 16 minutes. Uh, but I thought the last 10 or 10 to the last 16 was a lot of fun. So I, I regret absolutely nothing. Um, I wish Aaron Rodgers the best. He's coming back, uh, fully focused. I, if I was an Aaron man, I would just start. Why not? Why not just start banging thoughts in in Milwaukee and Wisconsin in anywhere from twenty five to thirty. It, also, this could be the podcast I get canceled because I just the the filter is off. It's not. We're not even at no filter Friday, and the filter is just all the way off for me. But that's okay. Light life moves on. We need to lighten up a little bit more. We need to have a little bit more sort of just. Just take it easy, right? Like let's let's just let's just relax a little bit. Maybe I feel like things are starting to normalize a little bit. I think we're not as big in that cancel culture. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm right. But it's you know let's just chill out. All right, moving on to the Philadelphia 76ers taking on the Milwaukee Bucks tonight. TNT. I know that I've told you a lot this year to say, hey, don't take this Bucks loss too seriously. It's not that big of a deal. Life moves on. You know, it's the Bucks don't really care that much. And you're probably tired of it. You're probably like, Charlie, you said this to me the entire fucking year. I'm so sick and tired of you talking about this. And I get it. But I'm going to tell it to you again. All right. I'm not saying this game doesn't matter. It's very important for playoff seeding. It's very important for sort of the Bucks establishing their dominance against the Philadelphia 76ers. Remember, the 76ers just got waxed by 48 on Tuesday. They're going to come out hungry. Okay. You also saw the Boston Celtics the next day lose to Detroit by one. By the way, I should bet on Detroit. That was so dumb. Not money line, but Detroit was a 13 point dog. I was like, ah, it's a little high for Boston. After coming off this massive win, and I didn't take it like a dumbass. I had a couple of those today. Portland was another example. I was like, Portland's hot right now, and they beat Memphis. So, by the way, speaking, circling back to the Bucks' loss against Portland, they just beat Memphis on the road after they beat Milwaukee. So obviously, whatever Portland you know has going right now, they're feeling good. They're making a little bit of run. They're doing what Portland has done in the past, where they make some weird run in the middle of the season, and all of a sudden they're in the playoff hunt. So not unrealistic for Portland either because the 10 seed in the West is literally just toxic. No one's no one wants it. But back to Buck Sixers and why I don't think it matters that much. It, I, I it's the last game before the All-Star break, all right? Like everybody's just trying to sort of get to the All-Star break healthy. They're not trying to get hurt. They're also not necessarily trying to I wouldn't say exert too much energy because that's not true but they're tired man like this has been a long grind this is this has been a long season already 
Like, they need the much-needed days off. And if one team gets down early, I guarantee you they're gonna, those guys are going to be thinking about Cancun. And they're going to be like, all right, when, how quick can I get out and get to wherever I want to be for the next week and a half, basically, or basically a week? And there are some that are like, oh, go straight to Cleveland for the all-star festivities, Embiid and Giannis included. So maybe there'll be a little more piss and vinegar because for those guys, it's kind of no nights off. They don't really have that break that, say, a Danny Green does or a Grace Allen who will be out with a hip injury. You know, those guys will not necessarily have the same sort of feelings that Giannis or Embiid will. So that's why I just am not going to look too deeply into this game because I also don't know what Philly's going to look like with James Harden. We do not, we won't see James Harden in this game. So add that to the equation. So not only is it the day before All Star break, it there's no James Harden. There is an Embiid who will look really good in this game. Also, yeah, Embiid's going to go up against Brook Lopez without Brook Lopez. So Embiid's going to have a really big day. Like Embiid's going to go off. Jokic went off against us. I won't be surprised if Joel Embiid has a massive performance against the Bucs. But I'm also not going to worry too much about it because I just don't think that this is the full version of either team. And it's hard for me to look at this and say, all right, the Bucs and Sixers, this thing matters. Like this is a must-watch. It's a must-watch game, but it's not necessarily like we're going to hang everything on this. And because the Bucks lost this game means they can't beat the Sixers in the playoffs. No, absolutely not. And if the Bucks destroy the Sixers, well, the Sixers aren't ready for primetime. If I had to do a stock game of takes after this game, if the Bucks get blown out and it's like, here come the Sixers, I'd probably short that. I don't really buy into that at all. I thought it was really interesting that Ryan Rosillo, his podcast yesterday, talked about how guys with high usage rates do not do well in the playoffs. And Embiid has one of the highest usage rates this year in NBA history. And that could lead to Philadelphia's demise, whether it be in the first or second round. Now, obviously, his usage rate will come down when Harden gets in there. And who knows, maybe that's null and void. The take of the Bucks are the best team in the East and they continue to destroy everybody in their sight is a take I can buy. If the Bucks come out and really bring down the hammer to Philly and say, all right, you saw what Boston did, we're going to do exactly that and we're going to beat you by 20 or 30. I think that sends a little bit of a message for the Bucks to be like, we are still the top dogs. We are still the team to beat. It runs through us. Best of luck because we are going to make your life a living hell. I really do think that the Bucks will want to send a little bit of a statement to, about Philadelphia because I do think this is a team that the Bucks know they could be with in the Eastern Conference Finals. And so because of that, they usually capitalize on blood in the water. So it will not surprise me the Bucks lose, but I feel better about the Bucks winning and I do think the Bucks are going to come out with a little more passion. But if not, I'm ready to blame the fact that it's the day before the All-Star break. And I think it's kind of a shame. The Bucks have kind of got fucked by scheduling um, this year. Or, well, really the last week or two. Phoenix Suns' last game on a four-game road trip. You've been on the road for, I think, almost seven days at that point. 
you know, everybody has little kids, you know, Chris's kids, uh, Giannis, obviously, Drew. Like, so it's like they miss their kids. They want to get home. It's like Valentine's Day weekend. They have the whole weekend off. Like, I think that was unfortunate. Now you play Philly day before the All-Star break. So it's like everybody, again, we're not necessarily thinking about basketball. We're thinking about other things. And that sucks. It's just, it's kind of unfortunate. And even if the Bucks do lose, they don't lose a tiebreaker with Philly. That's 1-1. Uh, will be decided in the next matchup between the Bucks and Sixers. Who gets that tiebreaker, which could be really valuable. And I, I do think that matters. So I guess if you were like to drill down, it's a grain of salt, except for if the Bucks do win, they do get the tiebreaker over the Philadelphia 76ers, which is, is highly coveted. Can definitely be one that that you would want, considering that the Bucks and Sixers are are battling, jostling for positioning. The next matchup between the two teams is the 29th, which is in March, and that will be back in Philadelphia. I would assume James Harden will be there. It's a Tuesday night, not right now on TNT, but I would imagine that TNT gets the rights. That Bucks are six point favorite. Against the Sixers on Thursday. That is a lot of points. Maybe too many for, for your boy. We'll see. We'll we'll see how, how I feel tomorrow. Let's move on to Marquette. Speaking of teams who didn't cover Marquette Golden Eagles. What a bad what a bad beat tonight. Marquette was leading basically by 20 plus the entire second half. Looked great. Cover, you're like, okay, 13 points, fade Georgetown. Done, done, and done. And then Marquette pisses down their leg late, and they blow the cover. They only win by 11. It's a really sloppy finish for Marquette. So there are some people who could look at this glass half full, and there are some people who could look at this half empty. Let's talk about the half empty first. The half empty people would look at this and say, well, Marquette didn't necessarily have the greatest of games. And this was a bad win, quote unquote. And this was not a a good win for Marquette. It was a win that is nice, but there's a lot of problems with it and there are a lot of holes. I get that. I just think it's really Shaka Smart's fault. Like, and I haven't blamed Shaka Smart for a lot of things, but he, he took the gas off way too early. It was 13 minutes left to go in that basketball game. Shaka Smart should not have taken the gas off. He should have waited till the under eight. And then by then, had Marquette been winning by 30 or 40, maybe that's a little insane. But if they were winning by, you know, 20, 25, yeah, get the guys back in or um, get the guys out. Then it's like you have eight minutes left. I know what he was trying to do. He was trying to steal minutes. The Marquette has to play on Sunday against Creighton. That will be their third game in what? It's eight days, right? It's because they played last Saturday. So yeah, it'll be their third game in eight days. Like that's it's a grind, right? It's another road game for Marquette. They haven't had back-to-back home games in forever. So they've, they, they've been doing a lot on the road. So I think Shaka was trying to steal some minutes there. And he didn't, he, it burned him, right? It, it didn't look great. And that's sort of what happened to Marquette. And the negativity about that is I don't think it builds a lot of confidence that Marquette's ready for Creighton, which is a very tough environment and a team they didn't play that well against. Now, granted, Marquette on January 1st looks a lot different than the Marquette team 
that will be coming to town in Omaha, Nebraska on February 20th. I was going to say 21st, but it's 20th. Glass half full would be that Marquette did what they needed to do. They needed to beat Georgetown. They could ill afford to lose to Georgetown. Look at Pittsburgh tonight. Pittsburgh has been terrible. I know they've won they've won two straight prior, but they beat NC State and I think Georgia Tech. So I, so Pittsburgh hadn't been good all year, right? They got blown out the last time they went on the road to play Virginia Tech. It was 40, 74 to 47. They go into North Carolina tonight and they win. It's 13-point underdogs. They win outright. That could have happened to Marquette. Like, what's to say Georgetown wouldn't have came in here and beat Marquette? Been a stunning upset. It would have been an awful loss. The worst loss of the year. But that's how North Carolina fans are feeling right now. Any Tar Heel podcaster that's doing a show tonight is talking about how North Carolina might have fucked themselves out of an NCAA tournament bid. Although it's always funny when a team like North Carolina is on the bubble because guess what? They're going to find a place for North Carolina. Knowing Marquette's luck, it'll be Marquette, North Carolina, round one, six versus 11. Oh, great pageantry, yada, yada. It's like, oh, yeah, that's right. Baycott's going to have like 20 rebounds and probably knock us out the first round. But, but you know, it's here nor there. <laughs> but uh, seriously, I you need to make sure you're celebrating the fact they won. And they could have been North Carolina. And the fact that Marquette is not North Carolina tonight is a big thumbs up, in my opinion. And that's something we can hold our hats on and look ahead. And yes, Creighton's going to be tough. It's not going to be easy. Marquette just needs to keep their composure, try to bring a little more on the defensive end. They did not have a great defensive effort tonight either, um, which worries you. And that, I think, would be the other glass half empty is if Georgetown could hit their shots or if Anumu Muhammad could have a better night in, inside the arc. He was 2 of 16, uh, 2 of 19 overall, or 3 of 19 overall. Maybe this is a little different of a game. Maybe this is a little more of a sweat. So, yeah, we'll see what happens against Creighton. I don't feel great about that game, but I wouldn't have felt great about that game had Marquette railed off three straight wins. Like, if they beat Butler and Georgetown, and it's like, all right, we got to go with Creighton. That's a chore, man. Creighton's never fun to play, and so hopefully Marquette can get it done, but I'm not going to expect too much. From a Golden Kegs perspective, I have to give a golden keg to Cam Jones. He was a fire starter tonight. Cam Jones, 19 points, most of it in the first half, uh, 17. He had five threes. He really kind of sparked everything for the Marquette Golden Eagles. Um, I will give two stars to, or kegs, excuse me, kegs, not stars, two kegs to Kirkuth. 15 points for Kerr, a great bounce back effort after being just absolutely miserable in the game against Butler. A really nice to see 2K bounce back and be a force down set down low. Mark had found him a lot, uh, which was great to see. We'll love that. One keg goes out to Omax Prosper, Olivier Maxitz Prosper. Really fun day for Omax. I just really that dunk at the end is why I'm giving him to it. He, he played all right, like 7.6 rebounds. I just, I look at like Kolek's stat line. Kolek had some bad turnovers, um, you know, down the stretch. He did have 11 assists. I didn't really love the game from Justin Lewis, even though he had a decently full stat sheet, 13, 8, and 4. 
I'll give it to Omax for the dunk. I thought Omax, you know, has some moments there where it really looks special. Um, he also grabbed six boards, had two assists. So Omax is the winner on the number one keg. So that'll do it for today's show. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed today. Um, we'll be back tomorrow. I, I Oh, I have a topic tomorrow. We're going to do Buck Sixers, but I also want to talk about the joy of no football Sundays. Because there is a joy to it. And I'm not saying it's every Sunday you're going to enjoy it. But at the first few Sundays are actually really refreshing. So we'll talk about that. Uh, we'll talk Buck Sixers. We'll preview the weekend. Marquette Creighton. Uh, Bucks do not have anything. We'll talk about All Star Weekend. We'll also talk about whoever Wisconsin's playing. If they, I, they think they, they have a big game. I think on Sunday, on Saturday. So we'll talk about that. Uh, maybe a little Johnny Davis too. Um, and yeah, that'll be the show. All right, take care, guys. Have yourself a great Thursday. We'll be back tomorrow. See you. Bye.